we have Mansi Pakide with us in the virtual studio today, and we are going to discuss a rare topic, not much spoken. And this topic is mostly behind the closed doors, and the topic is infertility. She has battled her way through primary infertility for the last four years. And let's talk to her about navigating this phase within the hard walls of the corporate world, where something as natural as maternity is still trying to fully break out, and therefore infertility stands no chance. But before we get into this hard and serious conversation, let us begin with the first rapid fire round. Yes, you heard it right. We are introducing. one more rapid fire round during the beginning of the episode from now on and uh, we will get to know about the guest first so let us prick the brains of uh, mansi and mansi uh, you are the first guest uh, to be part of this uh, initial rapid fire round which i have introduced in other languages like uh, hindi and telugu but this is the first time i am doing it in english and all i am going to do is i am going to randomly pick some words and whatever the first thing that comes to your mind one word or one sentence or as small as you can speak or <laughs> as little as you can speak just talk about that topic and uh, i'll i'm going to uh, share a set of words and uh, we'll go ahead with that are you okay with it absolutely let's go <laughs> let's go okay so here comes my first word it is color agree uh, okay and luck it's it matters till it doesn't i mean it matters till it doesn't it works till it doesn't <laughs> dream uh, to be a woman of substance awesome and hope uh, a world of uh, endless possibilities unprecedented possibility i hope for that world okay love uh, that's the only thing that matters <laughs> courage uh, i think it's a breakfast for champions wow <laughs> explore uh, every possible perspective i think just go explore all perspectives nothing mm-hmm. is right nothing is wrong okay create create a uh, impact uh, as little as big as possible but just create an impact mm-hmm. inspire generations awesome and last one happiness i think it's just a state of mind <laughs> just a state of mind yeah so powerful and thank you for volunteering in the first uh, rapid fire round and um, <laughs> absolutely i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm sure audience will also enjoy it and uh, mansi it's the time for me to welcome you officially to the guiding voice podcast series and hearty welcome to this uh, conversation and i'm extremely pleased to have you part of the show today thank you so much navin thank you for this opportunity i am really excited to talk about this very touchy topic uh, i am very very excited and thrilled to be here thank you yeah in fact i am super excited when you uh, propose this topic because i love <laughs> these kind of bold and unspoken topics okay which it is a time for us to spread awareness yeah Uh, around uh, less calls. spoken topics and these are kind of wake up calls as you said right so yeah. and uh, mansi pakide is an experienced uh, professional with a demonstrated history of working in the retail and internet industry she skilled in business and category planning sales merchandising and also account management so folks you have tuned into the guiding voice podcast series tgv for a better future i am your host navin samala a fellow professional on a mission to make the world a beautiful and a better place to live and through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter conversations that add value to your life and to your career thank you so much for tuning in and uh, let's uh, get started mansi can you briefly share your success mantra as in 
the top three things that have attributed to your success so far? Well, uh, Naveen, I think and I believe that the definition of success varies. Uh, you're born with certain set of uh, very inherent traits and some you develop over a period of time, right? But some of the mantra that I live by, uh, some that I've leveraged in my very limited uh, professional um, journey uh, has to be the hunger for learning. Your journey may not be similar to your peers and uh, it might just be grossly different. But as long as you're learning, um, learning new art, new industry, new skills, as long as you're doing that, it's all good. Uh, nothing can take. Just stay relevant. Uh, that'll be my first mantra. And uh, second will be being relentless in your pursuit. Nothing is easy. Nothing extraordinary comes from a predictable way of living, right? Uh, you have to keep at it. You have to keep going. You have to keep doing justice to what you have set out to do. So that is the second thing that I live by. And a third is a deep, deep sense of uh, ownership. That helps me stand out, uh, frankly. I mean, I, I make it my problem. I feel and breathe the role, the task, the challenge which is in front of you. And one good thing about this whole thing is it's also one quality which is appreciated by everyone because that sort of forges a sense of trust. If the other person is equally um, owning the whole piece, it just forges a good sense of trust. So these are the three things in uh, very short that I live by. Yeah. Very nice insights. And uh, Mansi, you have battled your way through the primary infertility for the last four years, right? So can you share your experience with infertility and how it has impacted your life? Sure. I, just for the audience, uh, the difference between a primary infertility and secondary infertility is primary infertility is when you don't have a single child and you've not been able to have, uh, you've been it's been more than one year that you're trying to conceive and you've not been successful. And a secondary infertility is when you've had one baby already, but you're struggling to have the second one. So that is the broader difference between primary and secondary. And uh, which also means that I, by and large, fall into the category of primary infertility where I don't have a, a kid as yet and I'm battling it for the last four years. So by the time you decide to plan your family, right, you are mature enough to understand that life is just a giant machine which throws curveball one after the another. And you have to deal with it. Um, it's it's, it's how, how life is. But infertility, that was a big surprise. I did not see it coming. It went from, it's not happening, it's not happening, uh, one cycle after another, it's not happening to, it cannot happen. It's just It just happened in a jiffy. And honestly, uh, I didn't believe it could happen to me, especially because uh, I like to be on top of my health. I am I'm very health conscious. The only thing that matters to me, I mean, every year, the one thing that I wish on my new year is, please give me good health. Please give me good health. Because that, I think, is most important, uh, fundamental thing to have to do other tasks that you're, you're supposed to do, right? So I'm, I was very, very focused on my health early mm -hmm. on. So that was a big surprise. And I thought um, it was unfair. It was brought injustice. Uh, it felt like uh, someone is rolling the dice for you and you can't do anything about it. So yeah. mm -hmm. it's actually hilarious to think how easy this process can be. Then it's not. It's painfully difficult. You can't do much about it. So especially people like us, people in leadership position, I would like to say, who have a problem-solving mindset, right? They have the tendency to fix broken things. So with them, when you, the realization that you are absolutely powerless in the outcome, 
yeah. can be slightly difficult to process because you don't have a clear idea as to what is it that you're supposed to do and what is it that you're not supposed to do what is it that you did not do right right so the answers sort of trouble you for example yeah. um since you're in from id background uh, in a process flow diagram right you would understand in a process process flow diagram there are inputs there are activities one thing lead to another it's an iterative learning loop only yeah. in this case utility the feedback loop is broken mm. so you don't know which combination of diet supplement peace of mind yoga position time off from an egg what will work you don't know so right. it's the way i would put it it's like a science lab experiment level easy for some it's it's that easy for some and it's it's an elusive quantum physics equation level difficult for some other people so cross difference between the two but mm. this chapter definitely um added a big coefficient of randomness and uncertainty to our lives mm. but what really hurted uh, and that is what most the most disturbing part of battling through this was when i realized that i was dealing with a taboo mm. uh, it's a taboo uh, to not not be able to have children mm-hmm. uh, it's not talked about it's deeply personal the knowledge sharing is limited yeah and so many couples are just silently battling it uh, and it disturbed me that in this era it's yeah. not normalized yeah. it, it it's still it's i mean it's still looked down upon in some world sure right i mean there are there are world existing we're not we're still a developing country there are still world parallel worlds within india where it's it's looked down upon you know in some yeah. for some women it will be it will be a it will be just a object of suffering so much but the fact that it is shushed for some reason in an otherwise liberal world that is deeply uh, unsettling and upsetting for me yeah. in in the world when we talk about uh technology ai future in that world why are we not comfortable and open to talk about it to discuss it to look into the why and say yeah i'm not able to have kids it's just like any other problem it's it's absolutely normal to have uh, a discussion around cancer or diabetes or um early early blood pressure that yeah. all my entire generation is battling with but mm. to say that guys it's maybe four years and i've been facing a lot of problem it's not it's not easy at all so yeah. that is that this this hypocrisy that exists in this so called liberal world that i think was one wake up call for me that and was very upsetting yeah indeed uh, a heart wrenching uh, story and a personal experience that you have shared and uh, two cents my two cents here would be maybe corporates uh, right and the industry should come forward and organize uh, uh, some awareness sessions to promote these kind of discussions openly right to have these kind of discussions openly because we do conduct uh, sessions like financial planning tax saving and uh, how to uh, plan real estate investments all, all those stuff but why not this kind of stuff right so yeah. i i strongly urge listeners especially those from the cxo fraternity please pick it up as one of the subjects and make sure that these kind of topics are discussed openly or at least create that open environment where people can come forward and uh, move it forward okay yeah. so on that note uh, mansi i am really surprised your times by looking at sir if you are great leaders right uh, they plan to postpone their child i i mean the the conception okay for about 5 years 10 years because they initially 
focus a lot on careers and they uh, that probably they want to have uh, kids little late at their age and uh, i think uh, day before yesterday i've gone through an article which uh, mentioned about um, freezing the eggs of uh, certain successful leaders across the fact across uh, Uh, different domains somebody from bollywood industry and somebody who is a, a professional athlete and somebody at a corporate level right so likewise people are little proactive in some cases and many a times i see people juggling right between whether to have a baby or pursue career right so what is your take on this particular topic in terms of uh, how the exciting race in the career puts the family expansion on the pedestal um just a recent study shows that uh, an average age of the first time mother in developed countries like us uk it has increased by 3 to 5 years mm-hmm. uh south korea is at, at an age of 31 and uh, japan is about 31 average age and uh, it's especially true for millennials in the developing country for whom uh, financial stability career and the life goals are central in terms of their decision making right uh, another article that i was reading in forbes the other day was the earning potential of a woman mm-hmm. after the first child is born drops and the delta between their male counterpart is about 20% and mm-hmm. with every child that uh, that happens so with every child the earning potential drops by about 4%, 4 5% while it actually increases for male so while the male Uh, hasn't they see the rise in their income? There is a potential drop for women, and uh, the the gender wage gap. The gender wage gap. It's attributed by a lot of things, but it's largely due to childbirth. Mm-hmm. So when a woman is career oriented, uh, most women prefer to delay the childbirth till the time they achieve a certain level in their career where yeah. they're comfortable, a certain paycheck, uh, some of the dreams fulfilled, etc., etc. Right. So it sounds plausible. it's a fair choice i put the decision two more two more years after i turn 30 and mm-hmm. i still get a side eye even from doctors to not have started planning early mm. but the biological clock that is the reality the biological clock does tick but yeah. being fully prepared and being ready before stepping into the parenthood i think that is more important uh, yeah. than just jumping into it in fact Uh, I've had these discussion multiple times, Naveen, and I often, I mean, I, the number of times that I have to uh, justify why I started um, planning late, and my only argument sometimes is, uh, uh, what if I'd started planning early and got sucked into this chaos of infertility uh, when I was young? Mm-hmm. I would have lost all the magical years that actually built my character. Yeah, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm way stronger. I'm, a, I'm stronger today to deal with it. Yeah. Um, then i would have been as a younger mansi younger mansi would have been devastated uh, to go through this yeah. and now i have a better chance at forging a brighter future so uh, the timing of course there is a science behind it you have to take care of it uh, but a lot of things uh, changing with this time purely because you are especially millennials okay especially emphasizing on millennials who are taught to strive for their ambitions strive for their careers strive to be strive to break the barriers and walls and then conventions around you child rearing is one of those things which comes like i don't want to do this right now because i'm having too much fun in my life right now i don't know whether i want to step into mm. an area of uncertainty and therefore it's just fair that they push it and that is happening everywhere 
all across the globe yeah indeed uh, quite uh, insightful and uh, also you you said um, uh, again you have been struggling for the last 4 years and you have you may be undergoing some uh, excruciating treatments right and uh, now that you are already at a senior leadership position so how do how did you balance this infertility and uh, work and when your calendar is extremely blocked good question i think ravin that is the these are the nuts and bolts of infertility one mm. is all the emotion one is all the uh, how do you feel and then mm. there is the practical reality of going through this which is which is actually more painful because the spectrum of fertility treatment is really broad it can be from taking your meds on time to taking shots on time in case of ivf right in mm. case of ivf if you miss your shot at the uh, assigned time you miss the whole bus right and we're talking about some 35 to 50 injections in case of ivf which you have to take every day and uh, which you have to go and get it done every day because sometimes you're not equipped to inject yourself so yeah. all of the treatments affect you physically because these are all hormones in some way or the other and it it gives you changes in your physiological body uh, there are psychological changes uh, because it just you just don't think it's going to be that difficult so it it affects you psychologically your sleep is absolutely gone it hurts you emotionally but what you need to understand is that the first date of your period is the central hero of this game mm-hmm. so yeah. everything revolves around it uh, which also means that you cannot schedule anything right like yeah. if i have a if i have a, a scheduled surgery of let's say my knee there's something wrong with my knee i will go to a doctor and i will uh, take appointments and i will decide okay this is the day let's go for surgery everything is sorted right so things scheduled yeah. i'll talk to my manager this is how it's planned so you do it like that but in this case because everything re- revolves around when you're going to have your period which you don't know for sure yeah everything is tentative so yeah. which means that your calendar and especially during covid where everything was blocked every day of the time right the calendar yeah. was fully blocked uh, 70% of your meeting and calendars are booked beforehand so yeah. you don't know what's going to be that on that particular day so honestly work from home really helped me immensely uh, it helped me to juggle between virtual calls and hospital visits mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there have been times as a fact there have been times when i am taking a call while doc is um, performing a transvaginal scan mm-hmm. and uh, no but it's fine it's, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. fine but i i'm not complaining about it because yeah. i have the flexibility of taking that call right i want to take that call that which is most important i want to take that call which brings me to slightly you know important and slightly paradoxical point of view slightly debatable also for some people but yeah i believe that you really do need the chaos of office you need mm. all of these 100% 120% booked calendars to manage this personal ordeal because this battle this battle over infertility has the potential to kill your vibe your confidence yeah. your spirit everything that you stand for it can potentially kill that if it is handled in isolation yeah. so basically you just need less time to think analyze what's going on with you and that can only be possible when you are thinking about something else within this case can be your office right so it was my personal choice i mean but i did manage to undergo a lot of uh, general anesthesia procedures by just taking one or two day off uh, mm-hmm. on the day of the surgery or a day after and then after day after one or two day i want to be back in the game it's yeah. it's that simple. 
and uh, it was definitely helpful because my org supported the flexibility to manage work from home to take calls and they trusted me to uh, close my work priorities anytime within the day and uh, the startups are super agile like that i mean yeah. you hit them you say that they don't they rip you, uh, rip you off the life that you have in the startups are super difficult but i think you also have the flexibility to find your freedom as long as you are contributing as long as you are invested in the vision of the organization you can take care of your life as well and nobody really complains right so mm. the way i looked at that precarious uh, situation at that point of time was that i had to kill it work it yeah. was non non negotiable it was within my control it kept me sane because there was one thing in life which was mine to build uh, yeah. so first pro tip guys uh, coming straight from someone who's dealing with it first pro tip please don't hate your work please don't hate your work and yeah. release it yeah. in the long run in the long run it will be more fulfilling to keep some threads of life which are going well versus your current situation you would love to see that even though you were not uh, uh, really really on the top of the game in your personal life or let's say because of that you were you're not even performing too well in your professional life but just the fact that there is some place that you can go and perform and isolate and delineate between these two and there's a clear dichotomy between your personal and professional your sanity will be uh, secured so that is very very important Mm. and understand i was privileged i was privileged to have to be part of that workplace uh, i understand that not every workplace or every work profile for that matter will allow this kind of flexibility but some of the things uh, that can be done some of the tips that i can give you would be work harder on good and easy days that will be number one because mm-hmm. uh, when there are there will be good days and there will be bad days yeah. there will be some generally easy flowing days and there will be some mind boggling days right so yeah. on good and easy days contribute ideate resolve be proactive in natural just try to compensate for the bad days when you yeah. won't be able to practically give you 100% and there're going to be many such bad days so when you have the good days don't just laze around uh, <laughs> just it's time for you to contribute and ideate more right so yeah. on top of the game on those yeah. second would be talk to your boss mm. take them into confidence tell them about your situation i mean if you don't tell them they would never know they would not be able to assume it right because we don't we, we're not so evolved yet yeah and lastly get help i cannot emphasize this enough but you can't do this alone you yeah. need a strong backup at work um, mm. i mean you, a lot of times you're told that you need to scale up your team right this is the time to scale up your team because mm-hmm. uh, Uh, because you need people you can depend on for work for information for managing mm. calls sometimes when you in your absence find help at home to yeah. take care of your house chores and find an honest ear apart from your spouse to discuss everything that you're going through yeah so w- one thing which uh, uh, caught my attention is uh, not to <laughs> laze around during your happy days right i i think there is a lot uh, uh, to absorb there and observe and absorb there in in terms of do as much as possible during those days so that you are saving everything for the rainy day if at all some situation comes where you have to go away from work you don't have to worry about the work altogether yeah great yeah, point yeah. yeah and with that let's move to the next question so this is uh, something again why is infertility muted in the corporate why not many people are vocal about it <laughs> that this question is very close to my heart because i've been pondering it for mm, over it mm. for last four years mm. and this is when i i was i was very 
yeah, I was in a very good place mm. to mm. manage this. Even then, I it, it just troubled me this question. But I think um, I believe it's the very nature of this battle, the mm. tentativeness around this ordeal, the repercussion of sharing this piece of information with your team, with your boss. You fear that, right? What what will happen if you tell that? Also, the the precedent set by infertility infertility's uh, good cousin, which is pregnancy. Yeah, which which that no one shares their news of conception till the first trimester is over because you don't know, right? That yeah. is the norm. That is the precedent set by pregnancy news. So how can one share that they are trying for a baby or going through treatments when they don't know when this will be over? They don't know mm. when they'll be successful, right? It it can be six months. It can be one year. Uh, it can be two years. You don't know that. So because of this nature, um, people generally don't talk about it. Yeah. Also, I think the the fear of being seen in a different light, the possibility of being robbed of an opportunity that's coming. You've been working working on one particular role, one particular opportunity. You don't want to talk about it because you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose the rapport or confidence that you've built uh, with your boss. Some of these fears are uh, naturally assumed, uh, while some are definitely valid also. Uh, in fact, uh, according to one of the surveys. Almost fifty percent of women don't really disclose their treatment to their boss or their team members or their HR or employer because they fear that they won't take them seriously. This will be this will be like an excuse of the absenteeism or this will be an excuse for low performance in the last quarter, etc. Right? Not as much focus as last time, so they will think they're not as serious. Forty mm. percent. So rest of the forty percent, forty to fifty percent of women don't talk about it because they feel that it will negatively impact their career prospects. So all of this from the employee standpoint, like they are not comfortable to discuss and share it. Right? It's only from what is what is that the employee can do to share it and why they don't share it. Yeah. But on the employer's point of view, the organization point of view, it's just plain oversight because. infertility struggles are so deeply intimate it's it's an indirect peak in your bedroom it's yeah. just extremely uncomfortable to talk about and like childbirth or pregnancy infertility is an unpredictable journey yeah. there are no benchmarks valid within your org that okay my average age of my team is about 26 so by 27 these folks will start to get married i know uh, this is going to happen you know the, you you tend to have all of these thoughts in your mind as a as a boss as a manager but with infertility you don't really have a benchmark someone can just go and then have a kid for year after someone will not have so no benchmarks available so it's unbelievably easy for some and for some it's the end of the world so even though one in six couples struggle to conceive and the general fertility rate of india is has is gone down to 68 from 86 in 2010 that 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 drastic drop in the fertility rate of india the depth of this issue is not fully acknowledged yet and somewhere i will also attribute it to the and you also talked about it that the absence of strong voice around this yeah yeah celebrities leaders actors politicians they fail to their journey no one wants to bring their incapability of having kids to the front especially in the nation where obviously making kids is apparently a cake walk right mm-hmm. we are a big population it's a cake walk it shouldn't be it's it's in that era it's it's really difficult to come out and say that this is one of the things that we cannot do so so the motherhood is celebrated while infertility is front 
Uh, and the forces, the influencers, in fact, us, the leaders, uh, we have failed to normalize it. That is how we'll put it. We have failed to normalize it, to change the narrative around the fertility. And that is where we failed. Hmm. I, I opening and uh, I think you have a lot of metrics uh, to share. And uh, this is uh, kind of uh, a great conversation. And I, I never imagined that um, I would be covering this kind of topic on uh, the guiding wise. And thank you for giving this opportunity because this has to be taken to the world, Mansi. And I really appreciate it. Now, uh, let's talk about the insurance and mediclaim policies because uh, these infertility treatments are highly expensive. In fact, uh, uh, one of my close family members is also going through it. Uh, in For every attempt, I think it takes about two to four lakhs or beyond, depending yeah. on the clinic that you go. But uh, when it comes to the coverage, not every company or not every policy has uh, has it covered under the, under its ambit, right? So do we have anything yeah. in place to support the treatments just in case uh, if people are not aware, but something is, is something already existing? As far as I know, nothing is existing, but what's your take? Sadly, no, no. So uh, most of the companies sponsored medicalins or even the purchase insurance, they do not cover infertility treatments. Mm. Uh, there are some exceptions. Uh, there are exception definitely where apart from pregnancy, mater- I mean pregnancy and maternity, apart from these two, miscarriages, adoption, child bonding, and wellness plans, etc., they have been included. But by and large, assisted fertility treatment not included. That happens because it's not. Uh, uh, I mean, the assistant for and it's there's an acronym for the AFT is what you call it, assistant fertility treatments. They are not coined as chronic diseases. Mm. It it's not uh, dabbled as chronic diseases. They, it's basically one of the things that you cannot have it. And some of the people think that IVF is basically done only by privileged people who decided not to have it and now they want to have it later in life. Right? It's a privilege. It's not because there is a serious chronic issues. So. Although in US, just recently they have uh, uh, made assisted fertility as a chronic disease, but not in India. Therefore, it's not included. But uh, even if you go for a simple tubal potency test, where basically they test whether your fallopian tubes are working or not, or if you just go for a guided sexual intercourse to increase the probability of conception, or IUEI, or IVF, even the diagnostic test to re- which is required to undergo these treatment right before IVA before IU they do a multiple test even yeah. those treatments are not covered fully but of course there are variations there are very few policies that are existing I haven't tried it yet there is one or two that I've heard that cover um, the expense of the treatment but it comes with the multiple variation the extent of coverage significantly vary and they have absurdly long waiting period of uh, waiting period so basically from the time of uh, Starting the uh, policy, you have to wait three years till you can claim anything. So, which is absolutely practical, right? So, a lot of work is required to be done. So, what we need to do is the need of the hour is to create a thorough health policy, uh, at least in the at the employer level, that covers benefits like uh, time off in case uh, a massive uh, treatment like IVF IVF has failed. Uh, One is that it's so expensive, and the the mental torture, the physical torture that you have to go through in case of IVF, you definitely want to take a break, right? So time off in case of such such failures, hospitalization in case of certain uh, general anesthesia diagnostic procedures that are required, overall fertility treatments, sabbaticals, and wellness program. Those are something that we need to design within the health policy. 
and most importantly but i think over and above this it's important that we need to foster a culture within the organization to acknowledge it yeah. talk about it you know and then the, just the way you were saying validating the pain these treatment bring guide managers to understand that the possible impact of these treatments on employees performance and seek solutions to navigate it possibility that in the last one month something was off because of which they did not do certain things in the right way right so create a sense of empathy create awareness around it so that it's known yeah uh, and i think that is the first step that we can go after yeah but uh, but by and large i think if uh, someone is listening i think it's a solid uh, area of someone who can come up with a business idea uh, there are many 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 infertile couples uh, who need uh, who need this uh, the the treatment so uh, someone can come up and create a solution out of it yeah i think it's a great uh, startup opportunity as well and uh, somebody who is into insurance space also they can come up with a solution yeah. altogether right uh, yeah that's is yeah. uh, the other side of the coin yeah great uh, <laughs> great perspective uh, mansi so mansi i think uh, digesting this is not that easy and i'll be very honest here the conversation that i'm having it is uh, causing some uh, ripple effect inside me I, i'm not able to uh, really digest uh, the kind of facts that you are sharing and i really wanted to understand from you how this infertility impacts the emotional well-being of individuals or couples and uh, how can people cope up because since it is not spoken so openly because in india especially you said there is a taboo and wherein fertility is taken for granted right and uh, infertility is something rare they, they, they think as if okay it is something alien to us but it is not true as you have mentioned about the metrics bringing this uh, fertility down from 86% to 68% right it is uh, kind of uh, mind boggling and at the same time worrying fact as well so given that it might dip further right given the food lifestyle and all these kind of things that are happening today so definitely people have to understand the coping strategies and first of all how how, how do they realize that what they are going through and how can they uh, deal with it yes yeah, so i think uh, uh, i mean it'll be in as i said that um, we've talked extensively about how it affects uh one emotionally uh it is a big financial burden your social life is it's a no brainer that uh, it affects us financially it affects us psychologically uh socially or you cannot really come into any social scenes because you don't really know where you are in your cycle so uh, these are very glaring uh, impact on it but one of the coping methods not one of actually i have four five pointers i've written an article also about it oh. uh about actually how to how to manage this whole uh, chapter so the number one would be and, and and i'm saying it after a lot of research there is not a single thing that i have not tried i have um, uh, and i'm saying it after four years of trying every possible alternate uh, or baby okay uh, and i'm saying a wholesome i've i've done yoga i've done uh, i've also attempted uh, something on the animal flow i have worked uh, i've taken uh, diets i've i've done uh, ayurveda i've done multiple things and after that i'm saying that you just have to take it easy yeah. uh, that's that's the number one point i know it's it's counterintuitive and but you have to uh, put a little fun spin on this whole situation make it 
it's it's make it a little light it's not don't make it look like that you're victim and it's the end of the world so take it easy it it usually helps and um, letting it fester by not sharing it with anyone you know keeping it really as if it's a big secret can't share it with anyone i can't do this this whole victim mentality or by letting the fear overpower you it just doesn't work so first thing first just take it very easy uh when it's meant to happen it will happen right uh yeah. second would be investing in a, a solid support system i i said this earlier the support system is really really important non judgmental super supportive people around you surround yourself with them stay away from the toxic relatives just run away from them they won't they'll forgive you for running away <laughs> but just run away and so that is very important third which i think helped me immensely i think that was that was my savior was investing in building side projects so basically mimicking the growth that motherhood would otherwise have given you the sense of growth the sense of moving ahead in your life that motherhood brings that okay one milestone done right uh, you need to mimic that growth that mimic that feeling through other avenues you can upskill yourself you can have start some side side project uh, you can take up some causes a lot of things that which just gives you a sense of growth right that's really really important and entire uh, 2021 i was i was very deeply connected with corporate diva i joined all of their courses i went through all of their workshops i took personal workshops for my sound modulation etc i was doing i was learning a language i was running every day i'd clogged more than 200 kilometers in a year etc i was doing all of those things so uh, that really helped me and therefore a very obvious step would be don't wait on it don't wait for it to happen i will only buy this when i have a baby i will only go to this country when i have a baby i will only buy this house when i have a baby i will only go to the um, take up this role when i'm very clear particular where i am um, in my life just don't wait on it keep the flow of life absolutely uninterrupted start thinking around plan b uh, it could be adoption or hey just why don't you just adopt a pet they they change your life so just don't wait on it go for it and things will happen to you pets are uh, super relieving like uh, they they are a good uh, alternate way and uh, many a times it happen wherein they bring a pet and pet brings luck also so it could happen that way but uh, we have shared lot of uh, practical tips and on that note since you reminded about carpet diva i would like to thank deepika trehan once again for connecting another wonderful soul <laughs> mansi okay uh, and deepika thank you once again and it's uh, one of the most enchanting conversations and i think i'm going to cherish this for a l- quite a long time or forever and uh, yeah and uh, so manasi this has been a heavy weight conversation so far let's lighten up the mood of our audience by switching gears and uh, uh, initiating a second rapid fire round <laughs> should we get into the second rapid fire round i love it <laughs> <laughs> Like Karan Johar's, uh, rapid fire round. Do I get a, do I get yes. Yes, yes. You, you will win a coffee with Karan Johar, real Karan Johar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, let me find the first bullet. If you could have one okay. gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Um, is it about me? Yes, I could be about is, anything, right? So, yeah, I mean, well, today I would rather have a strong, I would rather have a strong uh, social footprint than 
investing in billboard but i would love would i would love to live for a day when i see a big billboard saying that we've become the world's biggest economy in less than 100 years of independence and kudos to people like you so i i would i think that i would love love to live for that day to see that kind of billboard no. i don't think i i need to have anything on me i would just want to have a really great social uh, social uh, billboard rather than uh, actual billboard <laughs> on the road Plus hundred, <laughs> plus thousand, and plus how many ever TGV yeah. subscribers we have? Uh, okay, <laughs> great. Yeah. And uh, what is your favorite book or movie? You can pick anything and buy. Uh, I am a big movie buff, but uh, my go-to book uh, is The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. And um, I I read this very young in my age, and therefore it fueled my stubbornness to defy norms, to uh, challenge the convention, to break barriers, to ask. annoying to question everything and to have my convictions so uh, i i am I mean, i dare to be uh, i'm okay with my with my uh, with my company i'm i dare to be a loner in my unique journey so mm. i think that has a massive influence in me and even more um, important because i got to know after reading three books of ayn rand that uh such a powerful writing by ayn rand and i realized after reading three books that ayn rand is a woman and that just changed everything Oh wow. <laughs> I was flabbergasted and uh, yeah yeah so so that that changed the whole perspective that it just validated that I was feeling so strongly about all of the books because it was written by a woman. Hmm. And she had such strong uh, writing. Yeah. Here comes my next one. Can you describe yourself in just one word? One word is difficult but okay I'll try. I think uh, tenacious will be one word. I am a force of determination so yeah. my tenacity and tenacious that'll be one word it's visible and uh, what is the weirdest thing that you have ever eaten so far <laughs> uh i'm vegetarian i don't know but i can say it on uh, here or not but i just had a, a polish last year i had a, a polish uh, a polish uh, tartar basically it's a it's actually a raw meat mm. uh, we went to poland and then it's it's just like a bhel puri oh. without the bhel but actual <laughs> meat a uh, very raw meat but very finely sliced mm mm-hmm. and it's just mixed with a lot of tomatoes and extracts it's served but it is delicious it's out of the world so it was really weird to first time eat raw meat but uh, it was very <laughs> so you have tasted the meat uh, the raw meat very first time the meat itself but not the raw meat itself yeah okay meat, yes yeah and uh, if you could meet any celebrity who would it be and what would you ask them Uh, as i said that i'm a big movie buff i think i would love to meet uh, christopher nolan uh, i would want to go out uh, on a coffee with him and get the entire inside scoop of every movie he's produced and directed uh, i would want to know w- what made him choose those topics and i think that'll be a very very uh, very uh, profound discussion i would have with him so th- that uh, opportunity i wouldn't want to miss i wish you good luck <laughs> with that uh... <laughs> Let me fire the last bullet. What is one electronic gadget that you like to see or invent yourself? Um, I I would love to have uh, smart eyes where I can just scan and zoom and click pic- pictures with the blink of an eye. I I can just uh, 
I can just uh, process information and then or project my slides or project my book. Everything that I can control with my eyes, I think I would love to have that, uh, love to see and uh, try the technology sometime. <laughs> Here is another fantastic uh, startup idea and very unique thought process. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that comes true very soon. Actually, and with that, I, I, what I'm, yeah. I'm actually building a, a, a D2C eyewear brand. No. And uh, therefore, I am also inclined towards what all the glasses can do. So smart glasses already mm. exist. But I think the functionality of smart glasses is limited and there's so much that we can do. Mm. Uh, we've really done a lot of work on and everything, but so less in terms of what eyes can do. So I think it's a powerhouse. It's a potential opportunity area for anyone to work on. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So with that, let's flip back to the mainstream. And uh, Mansi, what are your closing thoughts or what is your key message to our audience? Uh, it, this, this is actually from the bottom of my heart. Um, to all of those uh, fellow uh, warriors in this, in this battle, right? You're not alone. You may feel life has singled you out or randomness has put a deliberate blockage in your path. And you may wonder why this has happened to you it's not right it's not fair but such blogs are generally intentional life i know you don't want to hear it but such blogs are generally put in your life intentionally because they urge you to confront the challenges they force you to see the fracture points once you acknowledge that there is uh, uncertainty there is discomfort and there is a festering wound lying there which you have not attended so far then you can start healing and your struggles can actually become the source of your greatest strength this, this pain can become the central part of your identity which you can use to build perspective to build wisdom embrace this pain and struggle and you'll emerge stronger I, I wouldn't have dared to leave my cushy job to build my own business without the uh, untimely face-off with infertility. I refuse to be reduced to a non-functional uterus. I will build my own baby and get the money for it too. So yeah, that's it. Salute. Super. <laughs> Mind-blowing. And uh, yeah, before I let you go, how is your experience being hosted on The Guiding Voice? Yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. Thank you so much, Naveen, for providing this platform for authentic voices to be heard. And um, I remember when I when we had a first discussion, I wanted to clarify that I am not associated with any organization at present. And yeah. you said I am not interested in you as so and so and so and so organization. And I was immediately put at ease. So it really allowed me to look for my unique story, yeah. share my flaws and methods the wider audience and i'm really really happy to add voice to this unfortunate event that some people go through and i hope to ignite courage in people to be open about it and if not then they know that they're not alone in this journey thank you so much naveen for this opportunity and, and pleasure is all mine and once again i would like to thank you as well as uh, deepika and thank you so much mansi for your uh, candid um, uh, insights and also thank you so much for your time and i am very very optimistic that i am going to invite you again when we talk about um, d2c eyewear brand but that time you will not come alone mark my words <laughs> <laughs>
My Thank best so wishes. Much, My best Thank wishes to you. Thank you so much, Naveen. Thank you yeah. so much, Naveen. And have a great day. Uh, and to your entire team, you're doing a wonderful job. Keep at it. I am uh, very, um, I'm really open to be associated with you and then to have this invitation to speak to you. Thank you so much. All right. So pleasure to host you, Mansi. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Take care. Sure. Take care. So, friends, that was our episode with Mansi, and uh, it was such an eye-opening conversation. And at the same time, I am hoping that uh, it will ignite some positivity around people who are suffering from this infertility. And uh, before we get into the trivia section, here is a request to you: please subscribe to us in case if you haven't done already. Also, if you have loved this uh, episode and found the conversation useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's hop into the trivia segment. And today's trivia is about infertility treatments. After powerful conversation and such a bold perspective offered by Mansi, I thought I would spread a word around infertility treatments. And the, the IVF, which stands for in vitro fertilization, was first successfully performed in the year 1978, resulting in the birth of Louis Brown, the world's first tissue baby. And the first successful frozen embryo transfer, FET, took place in 1983, expanding the options for infertility treatment. And in some cases of uh, male infertility, intracytoplasmic sperm injection, okay, the short form is ICSI, is used, where a single sperm is directly injected into an egg to aid the fertilization. And ART, Assisted reproductive technology is a general term that encompasses various fertility treatments including IVF, ICSI and gamete intrafallopian transfer, GIFT among others. And pre-implantation generic testing allows for the screening of embryos for specific genetic conditions before implantation, reducing the risk of passing on the inherited diseases. So these are all a few aspects related to the treatments that are available for infertility. But as Mansi mentioned, you are not alone. And at the same time, try to explore plan B, which is about adoption. Because uh, there are many abundant children out there, especially in developing countries like India, where parents are required. So go ahead and try that as an option. Because I've seen many cases when somebody has adopted a children and that... Uh, Adopted child brings a luck, which means they have natural children once they adopt somebody else. So it might happen to you as well. Stay strong and you are not alone and follow all the tips. My advice is please listen or watch the episode once again and also share the episode link with those who you think needs to know this information. And uh, also apart from that, if you have any tips in terms of dealing with uh, emotional turmoil through these infertility treatments, Please share them through comments if you are watching it on YouTube or you can drop the comments on social media platforms as well wherever you found the episode. And that's all for today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. And do not forget to share your topic recommendations and also guest speaker sessions through social media. Or you can email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. I'm your host, Navin Samala, a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Until next time. Bye-bye. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest.